this room anywhere else. It's on your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good one? There you go. It's the world's most dangerous morning show. Got the cameras on mother... Yo, yo, yo. Oh, hey, welcome back. Well, hey, what's up? What's, what's up, up, fam? It's, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day? Come on, do your laugh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. All right, guys. All right, Wednesday. All right. Welcome back, E. How was your trip, E? Oh, it was great. I was in Dominican Republic. I was in Punta Cana. Uh, shout out to my girl, Natina. It was her birthday, so we were all out there. Um, Good morning, Natina. Yeah, good morning. Well, she's still out there. I left a day earlier. No, than I think she's else. back. No, she comes back today. You sure? I'm 100%. I just left her she yesterday. She texted me this morning. Right, she's still there. She gets back tonight. Don't nobody care whether Natina's still there or not. <laughs> Salute to Natina. She might be on her way back today, oh. but she's definitely coming back today. Did you get your body done, though? You ain't getting no work done in DR? Of course not. I was just oh. on vacation with my girls. Oh, okay. And one guy. All right. <laughs> wow. He's the only guy on the girls' trip, but it was his birthday, too. Happy birthday to Nigel. So. Uh, Naj, what up, Naj? Yes. All right. Well, we have a special guest joining us this morning. Senior vice, uh, For- senior, former, former senior advisor. advisor. There you go. Former senior advisor to the president, Valerie Jarrett. To the former president? Barack Obama. I wonder, do you call yes. her former? Or, or is it like being a president? Are you always considered a senior advisor? You know what I'm saying? Like well, senior you- advisor to the former president. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. She's no longer they, they never, a senior they, they, advisor. They always say President Barack Obama. They say Vice President Joe Biden. So I wonder if you're in those positions like senior advisor. Are you always considered senior advisor? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But Valerie Jarrett will be here. She's an author now. She yes. has a book called Finding My Voice. Yeah, okay. we'll talk with her. Yes, she'll be here today. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's exciting. I like Valerie Jarrett. Yeah, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Well, let's talk about this Sandra Bland cell phone video from the 2015 traffic stop. Last time people saw her alive, and we didn't even know this video existed until now. Oh, and today is Takashi 69's birthday. Who cares? So you should get a tattoo on your face. Me? Yeah, just no. in honor of Takashi. Seriously, who no. cares other than his mother? His um, girlfriend. His girlfriend probably cares. His he kids, might be right. his children. <laughs> okay, his kids care. All right, all right. Well, front page news is next. It's the Breakfast Club. Come on. Everybody, it's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Last night, the Raptors beat the 76ers, blew to about 125-89. The Raptors lead the series 3-2. Yeah, I watched that game. Philly didn't come to play at all. Not at all. And the Nuggets beat the Trailblazers 124-98. Now, what else are we talking about, Yee? Well, so what, the Nuggets are up 3-2 now, right? Yep. Okay. Let's talk about in Georgia, their governor has signed a very controversial abortion bill into law. So what they're saying, it's called the heartbeat bill. And if there is any type of heartbeat at all, if they can determine that there's a human heartbeat on an unborn child, then you cannot have an abortion. That could happen even six weeks into pregnancy. Sometimes people don't even know that they're pregnant at six weeks. Mm -hmm. So basically what they're trying to do is ban abortions. So some people are saying that uh, there are, are some exceptions like if the pregnancy risks a life or has substantial and irreversible physical harm to the pregnant woman. But they say other options exist for women, which includes adoption and the morning after pill. And they do think that abortion is a barbaric procedure. 
You know, you can't even have an abortion, I think, until you're six weeks pregnant. I've never understood why people care so much uh, about that issue as far as trying to tell people what to what do, to with, do their with their bodies. What to do with their bodies. I agree. Like, it's the same it's thing. It's always men, too, trying to tell you what you it, can't do. It's the same thing with, like, you know, uh, with, the, with the whole gay marriage thing before they, you know, pass that law to make it right. It's like, why do you care? If, if two people want to get it married. It doesn't even affect you. Relax. But they, they said if a woman was raped, as long as she reports it, what happens if she doesn't report it, just want to, doesn't want to have the baby? Like, it's, like let, let the woman have their own choice. It makes no sense. Yeah, I never understood that. That makes I don't get it. All right, now this video has been released of Sandra Bland from her 2015 traffic stop. And people have not seen this video or even known that it existed, this new cell phone footage from that traffic stop. It turns out she was recording the police officer who stopped her. And when you hear this, you're going to be disgusted at how the police officer is speaking to her, all because of a routine traffic stop, supposedly. Get out of the car now. Why am I being apprehended? You trying to give me a ticket for your failure? Get out of the car. Why am I being apprehended? You just opened my car door. So you're going to threaten to drag me out of my own car. Get out of the car. And then you're going to stop me? I will light you up. Get out. Wow. Now. Get out of the car. For a failure to signal. You're doing all of this for a failure to signal. Get over there. Yeah, let's take this to court. Let's do Go it. Ahead. For a failure to signal. Yep. For a failure to signal. Get off the phone. On my school. Get off the phone. I'm not on the phone. I have a right Put to record. This is my down. property. Now, the trooper had originally said that he uh, feared for his safety during that stop. Doesn't sound like he was fearing for his sta- safety at all from what we heard right there. And that he would say to her, I will light you up all because of Mm-mm-mm. a failure to signal. Didn't he drag her out the car though? Yeah, so, well, you can hear her as she's saying she's getting out of the car and everything, but... Yeah, I remember, people, that, I remember the video where he, where he dragged her out of the car, so, I mean... People she, originally thought that was the only video that existed, and I don't know why this is just now coming to light at all, but it sounds awful. I don't think a police officer should ever speak to anybody like that, all because of a failure to signal. He definitely didn't sound intimidated by her at all. Uh, now let's talk about a school shooting that just happened. It left one student dead and eight others injured. This happened yesterday. Two suspects were apprehended. One of them has been identified as uh, Devin or Devon Erickson. He's 18 years old, and they're saying the other suspect is believed to be a juvenile. And this was in Denver, Denver area school. Mm-mm-mm. It's the STEM School Highlands Ranch. And what they are saying is... Right now, they can't give too much information or pictures or anything like that because they're still investigating. The only thing they can say at this point is that a handgun was used. Wow. Damn. You know what I hate? I hate when I wake up in the morning mm-hmm. and I say my prayers mm-hmm. and I go read my daily affirmation books and then I meditate and I drive into work either some nice 90s R&B or just I drive in quietly, mm-hmm. set my intention, positive intention. Okay. And then come in here just to get bombarded with all Angelese negative ass front page news stories. Well, there's no way I could not tell you Jesus what happened Christ. in Denver. I could not tell you about the Sandra Bland video footage either. Yeah, you could have found some other stuff to talk about. I could not mention that. Jesus Christ. Good Welcome story. back, E. Thank you. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Get it off your chest. Hey, 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, horrible morning. Maybe Maybe you had mosquito bites all around your ankles from walking around in the Dominican Republic. It could have been worse. It could have been bit your butt. Hey. I have one on my face. Yeah. Well, get it off your (laughs) chest. 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Uh, it's Saab uh, from Detroit. Get it off your chest. Hello. All right, can I slander you guys real quick? You want to slander it's us? It's not slander The Breakfast this Club. It's not slander The Breakfast Club, <laughs> but you can. And maybe, he's, maybe he's getting it off his chest, Go ahead, bro. how he feels about <laughs> us. All right, so first of all, DJ Envy, you're pretty gullible. You, like, read a headline and you just go with it. 
uh, Angela Yee. You're kind of annoying sometimes. Uh, and Charlamagne, you honestly... <coughs> Ooh, you sound a little sick. You, you act like you know it all, basically. So to the dumb people, you sound smart. And to the actual smart people, you sound dumb. I think okay. you should go to the hospital and get yourself checked out, sir. That wow. cough sounds that cough, terrible. That cough sounds a little crazy. Sounds I would, like I would get yourself checked up. Nah, I'm good. Good luck, man. I'm offended, though. All right, peace. I'm not offended. I, I just want you to get checked out, man. You do sound a little uh-huh. offended. Just a little bit. Hey. I, I just want him to get checked out. I'm looking out for our people. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Mika representing Phoenix, Arizona, originally from the Navajo Nation. What's up, Mika? Get it off your chest, mama. Hey, Navajo Nation. Hey, representing the Native Americans out there. Hey, whoop, whoop. we don't hear from y'all Shout enough. Shout out to all our Native Americans. Hey, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, so originally I'm from Arizona here. I, I um, stay up late and I listen to you guys every day in the morning, you know, when I'm at work. But this is my first time getting through and I'm really happy because I'm a first off. I don't even know what to say. I know Come on, let's get it. Through. Let's get it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, everyone goes through this. I'm sorry. But um, first off, I want to give a shout out to my uncle and my grandpa. They fixed my car. Okay. My car oh, wasn't boy. starting yesterday. I couldn't make it to work. Um, <laughs> it's always good to have people okay. like that around. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad, you know, I have my family here my, here around. Um all oh, right. And right here, sleeping next to me. I know, Charlemagne. I'm getting <laughs> right She's excited. She I got through. I know who you are. And this is how everyone gives Angela Yee. I just listened to your lip service podcast. Oh, okay. I just listened to that. Try um, some of those things we talk about. Yes. And you know what? I'm just so glad that you guys have these talks. Mika. It's really M- good. Mika. To listen to people. Mika. Yes. Let her talk. Yeah, man. Be let her finish. All right, go ahead, Mika. It's good to listen to people. What? Please. You know what? First off, you guys never let Angela Yee talk. You guys need to <laughs> stop, you know. <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate you. Girl power. Too much. Anyways, anyways, Angela, thank you so much for, um, you know, really speaking out on everything oh. as far as, you know, putting your personal experiences out there. I could have cut her off, um, Not only you, but DJ Envy, I love how you love your oh, wife. Oh, now he wants to let her talk. No. Go ahead, Mika. He's like, continue. Keep going, Mika. <laughs> okay. No, give me my moment. I'm just so nervous. <laughs> All right, girl. I really love you guys. Have a good morning. We love you, too. We Again, appreciate you. the natives out there. She Thank had her guys. moment. You better lose yourself. Th- thanks, Mika. <laughs> love you guys. Bye. Love you. <laughs> Get it off your chest. <laughs> <laughs> really, like 800-585-1051. If you want to call somebody or you have nobody to call, call us. We're here. <laughs> we listen. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Jamie. Hey, Jamie. Get it off your chest, mama. Listen. Okay, so I'm feeling blessed right now, right? Because I started a new job. I'm so excited. So um, I get to the job, and, yo, this lady has conjunctivitis with the pink eye, I think. So her eye all nasty. And right now my eye's itching, and I'm like, I just started this job. and You know what you got to do, right? I got to figure it out. You know what gets, what ri- you know what gets rid of pink eye oh. in 24 hours? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Lord. A, a, little bit of, a little bit of urine. What? 
I'm dead serious. So you want somebody to pee in the eye? You don't got to pee in the eye. Is that doctor approved? Listen, I'm from the country, baby. Trust me, I I wouldn't recommend you to do anything I haven't done myself before. So you've done that? Absolutely, and it works. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Who's pee? Mine. What you talking pee about? in a cup and then put it in your eye? Nah, you just pee a little bit. You put it on a little bit of tissue. You hold it there for like two, three seconds. I promise you, 24 no, hours, 24 I ain't hours. I heard of it. Well, Google, Google is your friend. Oh, I just Googled it. It says, it's, I just Googled it. I Googled it for you. It says, using breast milk and urine on the eye are common myths that should be avoided because these may cause secondary bacterial infections like gonorrhea and chlamydia. No, well, that's, what, that's what they tell you because they want you to spend the money on the wow. medicine. But trust me, I've done it before. I'm telling you, it works. 24 hours. You Next time you got pink eyes, Charlamagne, you call me. I'm smarter than that. Thank you. Okay, good. Right. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> Y'all do realize that uh, before there was medicine, there was just, you know, natural things that we could use to cure know, stuff I, like I, that. I it you. also can go away on its own. As much as y'all have these holistic doctors up here, y'all don't uh, know things like that? I've never nah, heard. I'm you saying, want me to I'm ask not, him, should we use I'm urine? I'm just telling you, next time you got pink eye, call me, bro. Urine, I'm telling you. I got something for you. Tommy! Yo. Tommy, you got pink eye? Nah, man. Uh, did you know if, if, if I pee in your eye and you got pink eye, it'll go away in 24 <laughs> hours? Oh, sh- no, I'm good, man. All I'm right, good. just ask him for a friend. Go ahead, Tommy, get it off your chest. All right, man. So, yo, Charlemagne, man, you kept coming at freaking Game of Thrones with the cup, man. But Captain America tried strangling a robot. Captain America tried strangling a robot? What are you talking about? Yo, man, you know, man. Ultron, man. He tried choking a robot. Well, you because you can crush the robot's neck. It's still a robot. So if you crush the robot's neck, you the robot's head will fall off. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, no, man. You got to stop on Game of Thrones, bro. I, I don't dislike Game of Thrones. I don't watch it to dislike it. But that Starbucks cup is stupid. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Have a good one, Tommy. I don't know <laughs> what point you were trying to make. Hello, who's this? <laughs> you, what's up, Eddie? What's up, Trav? <laughs> what's going on, Yee? Hi, Trav. <laughs> what's up, Sean? What up, sis? Welcome back, Yee. Thank you. It's good to be back. I missed you. I miss you, too. I see you out there with your little tan looking all cute. Yeah, definitely got a tan. It was sunny every day. <laughs> Listen, I just um I just wanna drop one of cruise bombs for for Taylor man, aka P Diddy. You know, I was I was in New York this um this weekend, um and I just wanna I just really appreciate her for sitting down with me and showing me a few things about my podcast and she she, she also low key fussed me out about, about certain she, things. She what you out? I said she kind of fucked me out about, about certain things. F you know, me, like, me know, out. That's new what slang. That that's, that's what you kids are saying nowadays. F me out. No, fussed me out. Oh, fussed, fussed me out. I oh, thought you okay. said something completely different, yeah, I Trav. Thought, I, thought, I, thought, I, I was, I was like, like, first of all, I said, what the hell's going on? Trav knows not to curse. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I said, I said, fussed me out, yo. But but just watching how I look online and I, you know, arguing with people online and just just, just, just making sure that you know this. I, I know that certain people, you know, rooting for me and. No, just being a friend. Tell Ain't nobody rooting for you. Sit I down. am. I'm God rooting damn. for you, Trav. <laughs> when does this podcast drop? When does the podcast drop? Um, the first episode drops June 9th. Okay. All right. Let me well, mark that on my calendar. Good luck, Trav. Make a make a couple lip service appearances. Call the breath club every day. Now all of a sudden, people are rooting for him. Okay. <laughs> y'all, 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 okay. Y'all be just gaffing people. I'm rooting for Trav. He's hilarious. He yeah. has a great personality. Okay. He has talent. Yeah. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. You, we got rumors on the way? Yes. I mean, I know you're all rooting for Kim Kardashian as well. Let's talk about her documentary that she snagged. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Welcome back, Yee. Hey, good to be back. Let's get to these Kinda. rumors. Let's talk <laughs> Kim Kardashian. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo, yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, Kim Kardashian now has a two-hour documentary that's going to be with Oxygen. It's going to be capturing her efforts to secure freedom for Americans she believes have been wronged by the justice system. It's called Kim Kardashian, The Justice Project. That's the working title right now. Listen, dropping the clues bumps with Kim Kardashian. She out here doing God's work. She posted, uh, we did it again. Had the best call with this lovely family and my attorney who just won release for their loved one, Jeffrey in Miami. He served 22 years of life sentence for low-level drug case. He served too much time, but it gives me so much joy to fund this life-saving work. So she's really trying to work for people who she feels have been unfairly sentenced with low-level offenses, and then they get these lengthy convictions, and that's what she's working on. Listen, so. you never you, you never know what God has planned for a person. Kim K is getting people out of prison, okay? She, she you know, is. The woman whose career was launched with a sex tape is now an advocate for criminal justice and prison reform, and she's doing a damn good job. Right. So far, 17 inmates have been released, and she's partnered with Come lawyers Brittany K. Barnett and Miangel... Cody of the Decarceration Collective. It's their 90 Days of Freedom campaign, and they said that inmates are pouring in with letters. They call her the Princess of Prison Reform, so they are inundated with She's people. doing the work. She's man. doing the work. Drop on the clues bombs with Kim K. Can't be mad at her. You cannot hate on that, and none of those prison prisoners give a damn about her past or anything. they like, please get, get me out. Now, we told you about Oxygen doing this with her. Well, there's some other projects coming to Oxygen. Mark Wahlberg is bringing a show, Exploited, that highlights the work done by the Deliver Fund. That's an organization that fights sex trafficking in the U.S., and Ice-T has his Frame by the Killer. That's a show that shows stories of crimes that seem to point to one killer, but it turns out the person was framed and the killer was a whole nother person. Sounds so, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes, all of those are coming to Oxygen. They're like the new ID channel, I guess. All right, Queen Latifah, in the meantime, is working with Procter & Gamble and Tribeca Studios. Now, what they want to do is highlight and promote racial and gender equality in Hollywood. We need that. So the Queen Collective has actually worked with different women who are going to tell their own stories. She said, white guys have been able to tell their story in every sort of way and unfortunately it hasn't been that way for women and it hasn't been that way for people of other colors or genders. That's the part that's missing. We want to make sure that everyone is allowed to tell their story. So far her Queen Collective has already helped helped out two female directors, up and coming directors B. Monet and Haley Elizabeth Anderson, their films Ballet After Dark mm-hmm. and If There Is Light. They all premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival. So that's dope. Mm-hmm. Now, Tiffany Haddish was talking about the Girls Trip sequel. People say she was joking, according to her rep. They said her comics were all a joke, but she did say that she wishes there was a Girls Trip sequel. She said, I hope there is. I've been petitioning for it. I've even written a script for it. Me and the girls punched it up and made it good. They don't want it. We understood how much money could be made, and they don't want it. They don't want to pay it, so I doubt it. But then her rep said it was just a joke. Yeah, that's not about right, though, that they don't want to pay uh, women what they deserve. <laughs> All right, and Good Morning America, unfortunately, mistook Regina Hall for Tiffany Haddish. I don't know if you guys saw this. No. But they were questioning Regina Hall, and it says Tiffany Haddish on oh, there. So. That's exactly why when people ask me who's in the Beatles, I say Elton John, Sting, Billy Ray Cyrus. You're pretty close. You know I know I, mean? I wasn't here, but I'm sure you guys talked about how they mistook Chris Rock for Kevin Hart on the red. Did you see that one? No. On the red mm-hmm. carpet, it was... I didn't see that one. Chris Rock and his girlfriend and it said Kevin Hart and the wife and Nico. Yeah, that's why when I see Madonna. That's, 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 that's why when I see Britney Spears, I say, Oh, isn't that Madonna? 
All right, now. That I give him that same energy. During VH1's Dear Mama television special, T.I. did something very special. He's honoring his sister, Antoinette Precious Harris Chapman, and he surprised a student with a scholarship. Check it out. This year's recipient is, like my beloved sister, a single mother and a junior at Philander Smith College in Little Rock, Arkansas, and she has no idea that we are doing this. <laughs> Tierney Scott, would you please stand? It is our hope that this scholarship will help her continue on her path to do great things in her future. I'm honored to present the Precious Chapman Scholarship in the amount of $25,000 to her tonight, ladies and gentlemen. That's dope, man. That's beautiful. She's a single mother also, and she's a student, so she's trying to get her sociology degree. Wow. So that $25,000 scholarship will definitely go a long way. Yeah, T.I. has the kind of diction and oratation skills that are built for six-syllable words. You know what I'm saying? Like, every time he talks, it just sounds like he's just lining you up to say a word with six syllables. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. See, All a lot right. of positive news in the rumor report. There you go. But then we got to do front page news. What are, we, what are we talking about? Well, let's talk about Donald Trump's... Uh, do we have to? ...businesses and how much money he lost in a decade. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Can huh? you be a straight man and play F, Mary Kill with a bunch of women? Yeah. Nah. How? Nah. Because you give him ones that's all women. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right, now that so he doesn't sense. jump in on the, on the male No. One. All right, you ain't say it like that. I just thought he was just participating <laughs> with the girls. The girls throwing the guys out, and he's like, that's wanna, It's fun to be the only guy on a girl's trip. Nah. Shout out to my friend Nigel. <laughs> I was just on a girl's trip, and he was the only guy there. Yeah, well, you got to put his stuff out there <laughs> like that. All right. I mean, yes. he's all over everybody's social media page. It's not a secret. Well, Nigel was playing F. Mary Kill with a bunch of women. You take They take that information <laughs> and do what you want with it, people. Anybody that knows Nigel? All right. Well, let's get some front page news. The Raptors beat the 76ers last night, 125-89. They got blown out. They lead the series 3-2, the Raptors do. The Nuggets beat the Trailblazers, 124-98. They lead the series as well. Now, and I heard Kyrie Irving's coming to the Nets. I heard Knicks, but we'll see. All right. Now let's talk about these tax documents that show Donald's Trump, Donald Trump's businesses lost more than $1 billion in a decade, about $1.17 billion from 1985 to 1994. That's because they did get information from tax documents that he hasn't wanted to release at all because, you know, he's not trying to put anything out. Now they talk about how his core business losses in 1990 and 1991 won more than $250 million each year, which is more than double those of the closest taxpayers in those years. He did avoid paying income taxes for eight of those 10 years because he lost so much money, even though he always talked about how successful his businesses are and how he's a self-made billionaire. They're saying that actually that's not true. His businesses weren't so successful. All right, now let's talk about a really tragic incident that happened in a Denver area school at the STEM School Highlands Ranch. Mm -hmm. They said uh, one student was left dead and eight others injured. This happened yesterday. They did get one suspect. It's a male adult. And the other suspect is believed to be a juvenile. They have released one of the suspect's names as Devon Erickson. He's 18 years old. And they are not releasing any photos at this time. They want to maintain the integrity of the investigation. So no idea uh, all the details yet. They said they can only say at this point that a handgun was used. That's all they are saying right now at this point. Really tragic uh, situation. Very tragic. One student was killed. Mm -hmm. And Sandra Bland, they have released a video. She recorded her own arrest. If you guys remember that 2015 traffic stop, we thought there was only footage uh, from the trooper's dash cam footage, but it turns out she had actually recorded the police officer who stopped her, and it sounds like he was acting ridiculous over a routine traffic stop. 
Get out of the car now. Why am I being apprehended? You trying to give me a ticket I for your failure? Get out of the car. Why am I being apprehended? You just opened my car door, so you're going to you threaten to drag me out of my own car. Get out of the car. And then you going to me? I will light me? you up. Get out. Wow. Now. Get out of the car. Really for a failure to signal. You're doing all of this for get a failure Get over there. Yeah, let's take this to court. Let's do Go it. Ahead. For a failure to signal. Yep, for a failure to signal. Get off the phone. On my school. Get off the phone. I'm not on the phone. I have a right to Put record. This is my now. property. That's Sandra Bland thing is tragic. How does that help Sandra's family in a court of law, though? Because we already saw Sandra get dragged out of her car by a cop, and that didn't get anything done. So how would this help? Well, Sandra Bland's family said they never saw this video before, so now they want Texas officials to re-examine the criminal case against that trooper who arrested her. If and you can't get a criminal case after watching a trooper grab her and drag her out of the car, then I don't it's think you will get a criminal case. None of them have seen this footage, but yet they've had this footage the whole time. I don't understand how did they how just release it like now? Did she just get the cell phone back? Did the family just get the cell phone it's back? It's not from the cell. This is actually a hard drive that has all of the data that was compiled from the investigation, which included mm. this. So that's all part of discovery. They said that they never hit it, but I don't understand how it's just now being released. I just don't. I want to. I just don't understand how that audio tips the scales more so than the video of him actually grabbing her and dragging her out of the car. If they didn't care about that, then why would they care about this? Um, I, I mean, look, who knows? Anything can happen if they feel like this is a reason to reopen and re-examine mm -hmm. and get justice, then I'm all for it. I'm all for it, but I highly doubt it, especially being that we already got a video of him dragging her out of the car. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we got a special guest joining us today. Yes, uh, I don't know if you say former or not, but uh, se senior advisor... To President, President Barack, Barack Obama. Obama. Author. Mm -hmm. He's also author of Finding My Voice. Her name is yes. Valerie Jarrett. And we're going to talk to her when we come back. All right? So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Senior advisor to President Obama and author... Valerie Jarrett. Welcome. Good Thank morning, Miss Jarrett. Good morning. How are you, gentlemen? How are you? I'm great. I'm really great. What, what, what exactly does a senior advisor for a president do? For people who may not well, know. Well, under President Obama, mm -hmm. what a senior advisor would do would be responsible for giving him advice on every decision that he needs to make. And we would work with all the different <laughs> federal agencies and stakeholders and try to make sure that he makes an informed decision. So we don't have one now. Yeah, under President Trump, there is no, there senior, is no advice. senior advisor. <laughs> I can't speak to this administration. I can only tell you what we did. And there was a lot of rigor and discipline and homework and research and evidence mm -hmm. that went into our recommendations. Now, how was working with Obama? Well, you know, I've known him since 1991. I first met him when I was trying to hire his fiance to come and work with me when I was in the mayor's office in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So we go way back. And uh, I love him. I consider him like... The younger brother I never had feel the same way about his wife mm -hmm. and there wasn't a single day that I worked with him in the White House first of all that it wasn't an honor and where I felt like he lost sight of why we were there mm. and that was service and what about Joe Biden so Joe Biden I had not met until President Obama was considering him as a nominee mm -hmm. and he was solid too he brought a wealth of experience on foreign policy that President Obama didn't have when he took office and I have to say, I think that their relationship gelled as a closer one than most vice presidents to the presidents. Did he have a kiss you on the forehead or do anything? Man, he hugged, he's a about? hugger now. Let me tell you something. <laughs> he does get close. But, I, but I'll say this too. Like when my dad died on a really serious note, mm -hmm. he came up to my office and, you know, he grabbed my hands and he, he said to me that, you know, your tears of uh, sorrow will turn to smiles when you think about him. 
in a very intimate and personal way because he had experienced more loss than anybody should have to experience by mm -hmm. then. That was even before Bo died. So, yeah, he's a close, intimate person. He's that type of guy. He's close, That's intimate. That's how he is. Face. That's right. exactly how he is, and he's he's present in your life. Let's put it that way. You gotcha. do not. You are aware he is in the room. Do you, do you think uh, Joe Biden can stand on the Obama-Biden Obama era, like to get people excited to vote for him? Is that like a successful path to victory? I think it's one part of his package. Sure, he served for eight years with President Obama. They were in sync on every major issue. When uh, Vice President Biden and President Obama debated issues privately, who knows where they came down, but he was on board. And so, yeah, I think that's a part of his legacy. It's not his whole legacy, but it's a good chunk of it. Well, when it come to, comes to President Barack Obama's legacy, like, do you think like the heavy vetting that Biden is going through right now and the things they're bringing up, like the 94 crime bill and his old comments that some people consider racist, do you think that is could be damaging to Obama's legacy? No, I don't. I think he stands on his own two feet pretty firmly gotcha. and is extremely popular in the black community, in the whole community, not just the black community. That is very true. Now, you lived in Iran until you were five? I was born there. Wow. I know. How did that shape your worldview? Pretty fundamentally. I mean, think, well, first of all, we ended up there because my dad, who's a black doctor, was trying to get a job in the mid-50s to date myself just a little bit. Um, I was thinking like 30. I knew you were going to say that. Thank you 1930s very much. No, no, that's not what he meant. I'm about to say. That's I know, but the way he, that segue was no, terrible. The way I he knew. said it. Still, all right. I <laughs> never heard to me. He was saying 1930s. Oh, my God. Envy. Okay, so 1950s, he okay. could not get a job at any major uh, teaching institution in this country uh, comparable to what his white counterparts were going to earn coming out of the Army. And so he and my mom decided to look for opportunities outside of the United States, which was kind of a bold thing. They'd only, I think they maybe been to Europe once. And this position came to his attention to be chairman of the Department of Pathology and help start a new hospital in Shiraz, Iran. Now, keep in mind, guys, that's back when the United States had far better relationships with the government of Iran than mm -hmm. they do today. They were a staunch ally of ours. And so he and my mom went there. And, and part of what shaped me is that Instead of being perceived, like he went to Howard undergrad, Howard Medical School, he'd always been defined as a black doctor. And mm. there he was an American doctor. Gotcha. On, you know, evaluated on the merits. And so being born there, I was kind of confused. And, and part of why my parents wanted to come home is they were trying to raise a black child in a foreign country where there were no other black people around. And so it was really confusing to me. But what I did learn there is... I could play with kids from all over the world because physicians from all over the world were working to start this new hospital. And I found something in common with all of them. And I also think when you've lived outside of the United States, particularly at that point in an underdeveloped country, you don't take, uh, you learn not to take stuff for granted that we take for granted here. Like my mom had to boil everything I drank and peel everything I ate and diseases there were not necessarily curable. And, and our civil liberties that we have here not that we're perfect, but it is a democracy, and that's mm -hmm. not what it was there. You know, it's clear that you're a black woman, and, you know, you, you speak proudly about, you know, being a being a black person. So when Roseanne said she didn't even know you were black, was that insulting? You know what, look, it was all pretty insulting. But I, but I also said at the time that I'm fine. I put myself in the arena. I can take care of myself. I'm surrounded by a lot of love and support. But there are a whole lot of black people in a sense, that was symptomatic of a bigger problem, which is in America today, we are still judged by our race and not our content. And I think social media has can be a tool for, you know, incredible expansion of knowledge and 
bringing us together, but it also lets people talk at each other rather than to each other. So I don't like that part of it. And I think if we were to spend more time like sitting down in a room, which is why I want to, you know, I loved being present where you could look in the faces of the people you're mm -hmm. talking to. And social media doesn't let you do that. So I worry not so much about me to answer <coughs> your question. Mm -hmm. I worry about like the teenage girls who are walking around a grocery store or mm -hmm. a department store and they get followed. Like what does that do to their self-esteem or a guy's walking down the street and he sees women on the other side of the street <coughs> clinging to their purses and, mm -hmm. and the talk we all have to give our black sons about driving a car, even when your white friends are talking back and goofing off, we, we don't get to do that. So those are the issues that bother me more so than a tweet from somebody I don't even know. You know, Michelle Obama said when they go, when they go low, we go high. So when she went low like that and, and said you look like a monkey or whatever, did you have to stop yourself from tweeting back at her? Like, I really have you seen yourself, Roseanne? I really, I really did not have to. <laughs> I did not have to give. In fact, I always say like, well, Roseanne who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other thing about it is like the kids are watching us. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to be role models. And uh, part of what Michelle Obama was saying in that broader conversation is, is that we have to keep our eye on the prize. Like if you're in public service, you're not supposed to have a thin skin and react to everything that comes your way because it's a distraction from what you're actually trying to accomplish. And so it takes a lot more strength to go high than to go low. It's kind of easy to go low. All right, we have more with Valerie Jarrett. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now we have the senior advisor to President Barack Obama and also author of Finding My Voice, Valerie Jarrett, in the building. Now, the current president doesn't care about anything, as you can see. Does that bother you or worry about where the country is going? Well, I think tone does start at the top, but the reason why I'm optimistic today is I travel around the country and I still see, like, people who are just ordinary people who are fighting hard to make their communities better. And I have been had the... Uh, in the luxury, really, of seeing all parts of our country in two presidential campaigns. And since then, with the work I've been doing, trying to get people to vote, trying to focus on gender equity and uh, getting reducing gun violence, these are kind of the issues that I have been spending time on, criminal justice reform, my mm -hmm. brother's keeper. And there's a lot of magic and good stuff happening out there. But it is dispiriting to have the president of the United States focus on separating us as opposed to bringing us together. And I think part of why President Obama resonated so deeply with America and won not once, but twice, and that many presidents have won twice, is because his message was one of unification mm -hmm. and to appeal to what's good in, in each and every one of us. And that's not the case today. As, as a person who's been in politics for so long, do you really take Donald Trump serious as a president? Like, I mean, he's the former well, executive producer, celebrity apprentice. Well, let me tell you something. He has a lot of power. Yeah. And uh, that's terrifying. And I know from having been inside the White House for eight years, from January 20th to January 20th, the impact the President of the United States can have, not only on the lives of people who are here, but people around the world. Look, we are like the beacon of hope of a democracy. And right now, for example, we count on Congress to be a check and balance. Right. And when that stops happening, when, when just imagine if President Obama had done like, any of this stuff, right. right? He wore a tan suit and it was like a major incident. He put a foot on the desk in the Oval Office. My yeah. And so when you when you see a breakdown of that, then I am troubled. And so you might say, I guess your question is like, does he have the background <laughs> to be the president? Well, I might say, no, I didn't vote for him, but he is the president. Mm -hmm. And the impact he can have on lives of, 
not just Americans. Like, look, look at these kids being separated from their families at the border. The the long-term irreparable damage is devastating. Uh, just look at the rhetoric, and we've seen increases of hate crimes and white supremacist groups. And so it's unleashed a level of hatred in our country that is, like, deeply troubling and concerning to me, as it should be to all of us. Have you President Obama senior advisor, would you have stepped down already? If you were President Trump senior advisor. Well, I wouldn't have said yes in the first place. You would have <laughs> no, I would not have worked for this administration. Yeah. No. Is there any candidates that you, you're feeling so far, anybody? And you don't have to I love the way you did that. Feeling, feeling, I'm feeling them. Let me say, well, two things I'll say about that. First of all, I think there's, well, three things. Mm-hmm. Um, embarrassment of riches. Lots of great candidates in the race in the Democratic field. Number two, I'd say it's early, way early. Uh, I remind people who are like, well, who are you going to vote for? I'm like, do you realize that Barack Obama was down by like 20 points in this time in his first campaign? And Hillary Clinton was the invincible candidate and there was no way that this skinny kid with a funny name was going to win. So I want to see how they do earning our respect and trust. Mm -hmm. And that is not something that can happen with just like one uh, interaction because, look, this is a marathon, running a political presidential campaign. And it should be. You should be going out there and earning the trust of the American people. Mm -hmm. So I want to see them do that. And the final thing I say to you guys is what I don't want to do is to beat up so much on this field uh, and I don't want them to beat up on each other first of all because I want to know like why should I vote for you I'm not so interested in why I shouldn't vote for the other guy what is it that should mean about you that I should trust you and put the future of myself and my children and grandchildren in your hands so prove that to me first but then also I want to see like whoever emerges as the nominee is not in a weakened state because the real prize is winning the general election I mean, we have got to win the general election. And right now, there isn't a candidate who's announced that I will not get behind 100% in the really? general election if they emerge as a nominee. Really? Any of them are better, in my opinion, mm-hmm. than what we have right now. Why do you think, uh, you know, uh, Biden and Sanders get a pass for the 94 crime bill, but Hillary was held accountable for that? Well, first of all, definitely Hillary shouldn't be held accountable. That was her husband. Mm-hmm. She was the first lady. She didn't have anything to do with it. So I agree with you on that point. And I think, look, I think the candidates who are in now, they have to uh, demonstrate to us why they should earn our trust. I think with Biden, like he, I didn't agree with his position, and he would be the first to say he didn't always get it right. And I believe people can evolve, and we should test them and see and kick their tires and see whether they have. When he was in the White House, he worked very hard for criminal justice reform, which you guys know was a top priority for President Obama. And now the great thing about the campaign is he gets to go out there and explain to the American people why we should believe that the positions that he says he holds today are true. That's what the campaign is all about. And I love that about the campaign. And I I want to see the debates. I want to see these town halls, which are interesting. And let's, like, kick their tires in it and see whether, you know, how, how have people changed their positions from where they may have been 30 years ago? You think people have a, a problem with women in positions of power? Because even with Kamala Harris, you know, she was a prosecutor, and they're like, oh, she locked up black and brown people. And I'm like, that's what prosecutors do. You're asking me, do people have a problem with women in power? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Of course they do. My goodness. They had a problem with me, and I wasn't even elected. Yes, they do. But you know what? If you were to also say to me, is our country ready for a woman president? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. Um, Kamala was doing her job. I should say senator. 
Harris was doing her job as a prosecutor. And that's and I actually want more black prosecutors. And I want black prosecutors that understand they have a huge amount of discretion. I mean, they don't have to prosecute. They can look at the facts of the case and let you go. We have a new prosecutor in Chicago, um, Kim Fox. There are lots more people going into that field who are people of color. And I think that that's good for the field. So Again, she should be judged on her record, but we shouldn't just have a knee-jerk reaction that because she was a prosecutor, she shouldn't be president. Yes. Now, uh, uh, Valerie, you um, the book's called Finding My Voice. Miss Jared, I'm sorry. You Finding call, My Voice. Call me Valerie. Call, mm-hmm. Finding Don't My call, Voice. And yeah. people have always said, oh, she's just the Obama's friend. So do you feel like you're finding your voice now? I think so. I think so. And I think, look, when you are um, staffed to a president, you are there in a support role. And I think I found my voice actually when I worked in city government because I was, I found it a lot easier to advocate for people who I thought didn't have a seat at the table. And look, I had the benefit of like a great education and wonderful experience when I was in the private practice of law. And I wanted to bring that to bear in Chicago, having grown up there and felt like excluded. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like bring those voices to the table. Hi, right, we have more with Valerie Jarrett. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now we have the senior advisor to President Barack Obama and also author of Finding My Voice, Valerie Jarrett, in the building. Charlemagne? So, so what is Ms. Jarrett trying to say right now? What does she want to say? What do I want to say? Yeah. Well, I want people to read my book. Because what I tried to do in that book was to tell a story about a about my life in the hopes that people would see like this young, shy girl who grew up without a voice and without a confidence and didn't trust myself and how through a lot of hard work and effort, I grew. Mm-hmm. And I talk a lot about being a, a young single mom where I didn't expect to be a young single mother. I bar- married the boy next door. Like, what could go wrong? Right. Well, you know what? Plenty went wrong. And I had to come to terms with that and stop viewing myself as a failure because my marriage didn't work. Or well, stop. What, what went wrong? Was it the, so much work? Was it you were an attorney at that age? He I, probably was cheating. Well, I don't know whether he was cheating or not. Goodness but he was sure. not. I know that he kind of jumped, didn't he? No, he just no. like, jumped the shark there. I'm thinking of the usual stuff that guys do. You know what? He just was not that into me. And I was hmm. trying my definition of success was like being accommodating. And I was just like bending over backwards trying to do everything to make him happy. And I wasn't actually thinking about myself. And mm-hmm. my mom was like, you know, why don't you be who you are? Stop trying to be like some made up version of a wife. And mm-hmm. while you are having a baby and being a lawyer, she's like, you're dropping balls all over the place, girl. You better mm-hmm. get yourself together. And I and it was hard for me because my parents were happily married their whole life. And 62 years till my dad died. And I thought I had to make this work. Mm-hmm. But I was like in some fantasy land and it just didn't work and I was not happy and I kept thinking my daughter is going to grow up thinking that this is a marriage and I think I used to tell her when she was young if you have one happy parent that's a good thing Mm. right and she was going to have two unhappy parents and so it took a lot for me to leave but but if I hadn't I wouldn't have found my voice because I was busy being a wife I wasn't being Valerie and so the combination of my marriage falling apart and being a part of Mayor Washington's administration really helped empower me and helped me find who I was. 
Well, where the hell is your ex-husband now? Do you ever go on Facebook to make sure he's doing bad? Just to... Well, he passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. Jesus. Hey, what is wrong with you today? I know. No, he walked right into, into that twice. one. That's he twice. walked into that one. But did you so... forgive him before he passed away? Well, it wasn't a matter of forgiving. You know what? Yeah. I blame myself for, like, marrying a fantasy. So that was as much yeah. on me as it was on him. Wow. wow. I look forward to reading this book. No, I haven't read I got, it yet. It's out right now. I got a couple right of questions. He's in the story. It thank you very amazing. much. Did it, was, did it make it harder for you to find love again? Well, I'll tell you, yes. And it took me a long time before I was... Well, uh, all right, so we should like, like, like me break it down for you. So I, fe- I think I thought marriage was going to kind of complete me and make me mm-hmm. whole and everything. Never been lonelier than in an unhappy marriage. Wow, really? Never been lonelier. Than, it's like a form of loneliness, like loneliness, like no, I can't even say that, loneliness, like nothing else. And so when I realized, well, that doesn't feel good, and then I'm suddenly a single mom, but I'm a single mom with like means and my parents are being supportive. I got a lot going for me mm-hmm. compared to a lot of single parents who are out there like struggling to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. I never had to worry about putting food on the table, but I felt like I was dangling by my fingertips. And... Slowly but surely, I was like, you know what? I can actually take care of this baby. At first, I thought it was like malpractice to let me take her home from the hospital. <laughs> I didn't know how to put the car seat in. I didn't do anything. I had never changed a diaper oh, until my child early, was that born. Early, y'all broke up. So we broke is... up like seven months after she was born. Really. He goodness. moved away to Michigan to do a residency, and he never really came back. Jesus. So yeah, she so was you were a young. All on your own. I was on my own. Oh, but, my you know, family, big family, a lot right. of support. But every morning, I would look at her and I go, "Oh my goodness!" And I would. I'm like, I go to bed at 10 o'clock. I was staying up to like 1 and 2 in the morning, and I go check on her to make sure she was all right because I did not have the confidence that I could do this on my own. So my point is, I did it. And so as mm-hmm. time went by, I became a whole person, and then it was easier for me to love again and feel like I had something to offer as opposed to getting something from somebody else to complete me. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Did he ever, did he ever come around as the child grew older? Uh, he did not. He remarried. Wow. He remarried um, and uh, never really saw much of her. He remarried, had another child. He kind of moved on. I didn't you never, you never thought about revenge once? Re- my revenge was success. Yeah, <laughs> Being yeah, okay yeah, yeah. on I my own. Lying. You were up there. You could have said, you could have got him audited. <laughs> you could have said, let's audit him. All kind of stuff. Let's stop him at TSA. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he you died really... long before that. Oh, but okay. you know, but I think, you know what? <laughs> you know, there was no, there was no opportunity for that. But, <laughs> oh, but, but you would have done it. But now, I do have some other old boyfriends who I will say, I was in that White House, and I was thinking, yeah, you wish you could be coming up in here, but you can't, right? So, <laughs> so revenge is a lovely form. Right. Uh, success is a lovely form of revenge. Is Valerie in love now? I'm not, Ms. which Jared, is really man. why I'm I came sorry. on your show. No, I said you guys called me Valerie. He said call her Valerie. Oh, I'm sorry. Because when you call me... When you call me Miss Jared, I feel kind of old. Oh, okay. So, so let's not but do that. Like you already Friday. got me born in the 30s, so you let's know, not fr- do that. You ever seen Friday? No. Oh, Friday. you got to watch Friday with Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. Is it good? Yeah, yeah, when Miss Parker be in the uh, yard and they be like, hey, Miss Parker. Like, it's a respectful. It's respectful. Well, respect is nice, but I feel yeah. like we're now friends, so you can call me Valerie. All right, Miss Val. Miss Val's good. <laughs> look, my family's from the South, so we do like Miss Valerie. Yes, Ms. Yeah, Ms. that's but fine too. Is Miss Valerie looking for love? Yes, and so that's really the dating? only reason I came on your show is I figured with this big audience, no, I don't. I'm not dating anybody right now. It was hard in the White House. Let's face it. Wow, really that to was a little intimidating. They'll slide up in so. your DMs now. <laughs> they don't, yeah, don't play. They, this this audience right here will be really? all in your DMs. Uh, but they better come like with their stuff together, like right? And they know you got some money too. <laughs> 
<laughs> I take back my invitation. Do not be DMing me because I don't know much about DM. I'm always getting criticized for not checking them anyway. So don't do that. Don't do that, you guys. You don't check your DMs at all? I don't. I'm not very good. Uh, Stephanie, who's here with me, she was told me the other day. She said you got to at least look through them. Yeah. But there's a lot of them. There's Steph, a lot of them. That's why she ain't got no love. You got to get in them DMs. Ms. You think Val? so? Is that the yes. way? Is that you know the what? only way? In this you area, yeah. You know what? Let, oh, Steph, let Steph go through them first because you'll get some weird pictures. This is what you I'm thinking. you get some nudes and stuff. So you might have oh, missed the see, blessing. See, I don't want to see any of that, right? You might have missed the blessing. Michael B. Jordan might be in your DMs right now. You I'm seeing know. him today. Hey! I'm going to see him later today. He's adorable. No, he. I could be his mother. So? That's not. No. No. I don't think so. You wouldn't date a young man? Younger, yes. Younger. Not like my ch my daughter's age. I'd have to reckon with that. She's 33, so let's like keep that in mind. So what's the cutoff limit for you? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just trying She's to... filtering. I'm, she says she wants somebody. He's, I'm trying to figure it out. She's filtering for me. So 35. I don't... No, she's 33. Come 40. on, you guys. Let's up a little bit higher. 45. All right, 45. 45, okay. <laughs> 45, I know. So if you're out there, you have a good job. Yes, Miss Valerie Jarrett is nice. looking. All of that, all of that, right? All of that. And, kind and, and, and kind decent. And decent. And Not crazy. didn't vote for Trump. Uh, you know. mm -hmm. That's right. Politically, <laughs> we do have to be in sync politically. I don't know. It's amazing to me, these households where you'll have people from two separate parties. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't think I nah, do that. house divided usually I doesn't work. So I'd, I'd be arguing all the time. Well, thank you. We have Valerie Jarrett. Thank you for joining us. You want to us. give out your Twitter you. and Instagram just in case? Yes, Valerie B. Jarrett on Instagram mm -hmm. and Valerie Jarrett on Twitter. I'm kind of easy to find. Valerie B. Jordan. See what I'm saying? You go land that young you boy today. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm going to tell him what you said so you can expect a phone call. I'm going to text him right now. He and calls say, Yo. me Miss Jarrett. I'm going to text him right now. Young My is. goodness. It's Valerie Jarrett. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's and get... we are freezing. Yeah, we are cold up here this morning. <laughs> well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk common. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee oh. on the Breakfast Club. Well, Common has a new memoir out. It's called Let Love Have the Last Word. I just got it because I just got back from vacation. So it's sitting here right now. I'm trying to read it. Mm -hmm. And in this book, I see everybody's posting about a revelation that he was molested as a child. He shares a memory about how a family friend uh, actually put his hand on his leg and uh, I guess, you know, touched him in an inappropriate way. Now, as far as Common sharing this story, here's what he had to say to TMZ about why he decided to talk. I want people to know, it's, man, it's, it's a safe place to, man, to be able to talk about things you go through. So I want people to be like, I've experienced this, and I can say something about it if I find out how to heal myself when I'm dealing with it. It's something that I feel a lot of, that I know a lot of people experience, especially black young men and, and, and women, and a lot of people are afraid to talk about it, but the only way we stop the cycle is to talk about it, so that's why I chose to say something. Tough thing to talk about. I mean, I was molested at eight, but it was by a woman. Not sure I would speak on it if it was a man, so I applaud comment for that. Yeah, he said he was nine or 10 when it <clears> happened. He said, I pushed him away. Mm. I don't remember saying a whole lot besides no, 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 and he said he felt a deep and sudden shame for what happened. Damn. Listen, man, nothing makes me happier than seeing brothers doing the work to heal. A lot of us are damaged, and in order to reach our full potential as men on this planet, we have to heal. So salute to all the brothers out there getting healing through therapy, counseling, meditation, whatever it is. Yeah, and, you know, he said he had kind of pushed that memory away 
up until now. So there you have it. All right. Now, Aisha Curry, she did a Red Table Talk, and she was very honest about a lot of things about how she feels being married to Steph Curry and all the things that she has to go through when it comes to other women, her own insecurities. Here's what she had to say about how much women love Steph Curry. Stefan is like very nice by nature and sometimes to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm a grown woman, so I'll just insert myself and be like, hello, how are you doing? Right. Like, I'm, I'm okay with it now and I've, I've, obviously you know like the devil is a liar and there's, the ladies will always be lurking. Right. Hoping, yeah. hoping for their moment and waiting. You need to be aware of that. Right. But for me, I, on, I honestly hate it. All right, now she also goes on uh, to talk about feeling insecure because she doesn't get any attention or men looking at her or complimenting her. Something that really bothers me and like honestly has given me a sense of a little bit of an insecurity is the fact that yeah like there are all these women like throwing themselves but me like the past 10 years like I don't have any of that. This sounds weird, but like male attention. And so then you like I begin to internalize it. it and I'm like, is something wrong with you're me? Not, like, you're, you're not, not looking. looking. What? You're not like, looking. Cause I don't want it, but yeah. it'd be nice to know that like someone's looking. Dudes give her attention. I, I see them giving her attention. They talk about it all the time and talk about her cooking, talking about she's her cooking. cooking. Talk about I mean, talking she's about, talking about, about good physical. Oh my God. They do, but they talk about Hold all that, how good that she looks. Guy, they guy. talk about cooking. <laughs> 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 ain't no guy ever said, I like Aisha look like she can cook. They say, dude, she does cookbooks and all but that. But ain't nobody guy ever said she look like she can cook. Oh you got to taste gosh. the food. Evan, you made it worse just now. I, just I, let it go. I will say, Aisha needs to understand, though, that Steph Curry is super famous, and she is not. Like she can cook. These people aren't gravitating towards Steph because he looks good it's because they see him on TV all the time if Aisha was super famous they'd be on her the same way yeah but she's just expressing she just herself and, a she, restaurant. And, she could cook. and she's even saying that she knows it feels stupid or whatever but if that's how she feels and she's being honest about it you but, know it's but, nice it's nice to get compliments sometimes basically is what she, she's saying she got to be honest about the whole thing because these people don't like Steph Curry they like Steph's celebrity it, would, it wouldn't matter it, if Steph was with his mama they would ignore his mama to look at Steph Curry Right, but you know she wants. She's young, attractive. She wants people to still be like, "Oh, she's hot," just like See, people I, think. You should. And need, it's it's her real feeling. Listen, you shouldn't need anyone else to validate you except for your significant other. Like, why do we care what strangers think? This you is why, shouldn't need, this is, but people pe like attention. Yeah, people. Listen, not like she's gonna do something, but it's still nice for people to compliment you. Charlamagne, when somebody comes up here and says your skin looks nice, you get a little. I see a little fluttering in your little yeah. in your little eyes. Once again, this is why social media wins because it makes us invest in the opinions of other people. So you mean to tell me if you was telling your wife she was beautiful every day mm -hmm. like you should right and giving her all the love she needs every day Correct. like you so beautiful baby but then she says i really wish somebody else would tell me i'm beautiful you just throw your validation to the side no, you should throwing... be the only one that matters you should be but not in this day and age it's not and that's the yeah, problem people i mean the reason why people get their hair done go out looking nice make sure they look good is because it should be for themselves they come out and be like that for the world <laughs> oh i didn't know i thought they did that yeah. for themselves i do it for my wife yeah. i mean i think it's a combination okay. of things but i think it's nice to get compliments that's why i try to compliment other people because i know it does feel good you don't compliment it me it feels nice compliment me right now well, people that deserve it See? All right, so you now not invest that much in the see? opinions of other now. people. I'm hurt. I'm insecure now. Thank in you. addition to that, she talks about anxiety and what she's been going through. I have anxiety too, really, really bad to the point where I actually take like medication for okay. it. And I think it's something that everybody in some way yeah, has moments yes. where they yeah. and I think like open communication and like putting your feelings out on the line, like that helps me a lot. It's like just letting somebody know, like, nah, kind of having an anxiety attack right now. Like, I get it. <laughs>
That is very true. You preach it to the choir, but I do realize that the more I've t- spoken about having anxiety, the more people I realize have anxiety, so it makes it feel normal. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlamagne. What, boy? I was going to give you a compliment. Boy. Huh? I was going to give you a compliment. What are you going to tell me? I ain't going to tell you it now. I don't need it. I'm not giving it to you. I'm handsome. <laughs> I feel cute right now. I might delete myself later. That's how cute I feel. Okay? All right? <laughs> yes, pretty much. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Great, great discussion. Luckily, luckily, I don't need validation from you, <laughs> peasants. Okay. All right? All right. <laughs> Who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, Brian Kemp, he needs to come to the front of the congregation. Speaking of deleting things, uh, we'd like to have a, we'd like to bring, uh, have a word with him. All right, we'll get uh, into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey stuff. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. I have become donkey of the day. The Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, uh, donkey of the day for Wednesday, May 8th. Goes, hold on one second. What are you doing? I dropped, I dropped something. Donkey of the day for Wednesday, May 8th. Goes to Brian Kemp, governor of Georgia. You know Brian Kemp. Uh, the guy who stole the election from Stacey Abrams in Georgia. I mean, the guy who uh, refused to quit his job that involved overseeing the election that he was a candidate in. Clear conflict of interest and stepping down is the kind of thing that should have been mandatory for him to do, but he didn't. And now he's governor of Georgia, so whatever. Well, if Brian Kemp wasn't already your favorite person in Georgia on Tuesday, he probably made sure that he absolutely never will be because Brian Kemp signed a bill that would ban abortions if a fetal heartbeat can be detected. Oh, yes. Nothing like old white men telling women what to do with their bodies. Uh, Currently in Georgia, women are allowed to undergo abortion procedures up to their 20th week of pregnancy starting on January 1st. The bill Kemp signed generally would ban abortions after a fetal heartbeat is detected, which can be as early as six weeks into a pregnancy. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to WGCL CBS 46 for the report, please. A packed room of supporters in the governor's ceremonial office for the signing of House Bill 481, the Living Infants Fairness and Equality Act. The Life Act is very simple, but also very powerful. A declaration that all life has value, that all life matters, and that all life is worthy of protection. The Life Act is commonly called the Heartbeat Bill because it bans abortions after a heartbeat is detected in an embryo. That's usually around six weeks. Georgia's previous law allowed abortions up to 20 weeks. All right, so this law that has now been signed does not go into effect until January 1st. Listen, man. Brian Kemp had more to say about this situation. Can uh, we hear it, please? As you all know, Georgia is a state that values life. We protect the innocent. We champion the vulnerable. We stand up and speak for those unable to speak for themselves. I understand, like the others have said, that some oppose this legislation. I realize that some may challenge it in the court of law. But our job is to do what is right. We must protect life at all stages. Look, man, there is a man uh, by the name of Sean Corey Carter, okay? The world knows him as Jay-Z, and he once said, what you eat don't make me. And this is how I have always felt about lawmakers like Brian Kemp getting involved in the personal affairs of certain groups, okay? When people were opposed to gay marriage, I didn't understand why, because why should you care who someone marries, right? It's not you walking down that aisle reciting vows to said person. You don't got to live with that person for the rest of your life, so why would you be against that? Who cares? All right, same thing with this situation. It should be none of your business 
what a woman chooses to do with her body. Why are the most simplest things so complicated? Why do we complicate things, okay? I don't care why people want to get abortions. Nor do I care if people get abortions. That's between them and their God, okay? Brian Kemp got three daughters. I have three daughters. I would never do anything or support anything that took rights away from my three little girls, okay? The heartbeat bill is an anti-woman bill, period. How can you have three daughters and have be signing anti-woman bills? And I don't understand why people like Brian Kemp care so much. Like, how does a woman getting or not getting an abortion affect Brian Kemp in any way, shape, or form? Not to mention... All old white men think all lives matter until said life gets here. All right. How about passing bills and creating some legislation that holds police officers more accountable when unarmed black and brown people are killed at the hands of the police? Okay. If we could get these people to care about the lives that are here, the way they care about the lives that the lives that have yet to arrive, man, the world would be a better place. Brian Kemp, what I'm simply saying is, uh, if my actions don't concern you, don't concern yourself with my actions. Please give Brian Kemp the biggest hee haw. And may I recommend a book uh, by Dr. Willie Parker? He has a book called Life's Work. It's a moral argument for choice. And he's a doctor that was actually performing abortions when very few doctors were providing them for women in Mississippi and Alabama. And he talks about being a Christian, but also being a doctor who performs abortions and why he was doing that work. And he'll present to you a whole bunch of different reasons Mm. why women were making these decisions and why he felt like it was necessary for him to actually provide that service. It's a great book. What's the name of the book again? It's called Life's Work by Dr. Willie Parker. Okay. And I I wanted to play this clip uh, from my man, Bakari Sellers. He was on Bill Maher last Friday, and he had an interesting discussion about abortion rights, okay? And uh, he he said something that I thought was very profound. We, We have the clip. It's absurd that we even have to dispel these these falsehoods coming from the White House. I mean, we all know that that's not the case. But I mean, the, the simple fact that, that I like to always bring up with people is that I don't want Mitch McConnell, I don't want Lindsey Graham, I don't want Mike Pence and Donald Trump deciding what me and my wife do with her body. I mean, that is a decision right. she makes. That's a decision that she makes with her doctor. And I think the Republicans are so hypocritical because they're so pro-fetus but anti-child, Ooh. because when the child gets here, they damn sure don't take care of them. They're not in favor of early childhood education. They're not in favor of climate change or, or, or uh, battling climate change. They just don't care when the child gets here. Dropping the clues, boss, Bukari Sellers. That was a bar. Republicans are pro-fetus but anti-child. Ooh. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today, sir. Yes. Ask Ye is next. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, any type of advice, call Ye right now. She'll help you out with all your problems. Again, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? This is Mark from Jersey City. How you doing? What's up, bro? What's your question for Yee? I used to live in Jersey City, downtown. Yeah, there you go. Okay, what's up? Okay, I've been with my girlfriend for two years now. Mm-hmm. We decided to live together in November. I gave up my apartment mm. for us to be together. And it's, so many things have changed and went wrong that I'm starting to have doubts and starting to wonder if I should leave the relationship. Well, what's gone um, wrong? Let's see. She quits jobs left and right, so it's hard for us to, like, get bills together. Mm-hmm. Um, she barely wants to clean, mm. so I'm basically cooking, Always cleaning. cleaning, working. Okay, you sound kids. like a great roommate. Uh, but yeah, like I'm, I'm doing all that, and like the, the love is there, but I, I need I need more than just 
Ba- uh, yeah, love and all that, yeah. So basically, I mean, I mean, she's irresponsible. When, when I'm getting off of work, I, I don't think that I should be cleaning up everything and cooking all by myself, you know? Right. And you're saying she's just an irresponsible person, quitting jobs, not helping out in the house with everything that you have going on. Yes. And what does she say when you tell her you need her to do certain things? She'll basically reverse it on me somehow and make it seem like I'm being the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, a good thing to do for people who live together is to actually write out what your responsibilities are so that there's no excuses. So instead of waiting for, oh, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, you can say, okay, you know what? Let's just come up with a plan and we'll do the schedule. These are your days, you're going to do this, and these are my days, and let's stick to this plan so we don't have any issues moving forward. And that's, that's crazy because I tried that verbally mm-hmm. and that was shut down. Why? What's her reason for shutting that down? Uh, I couldn't, I, I'm not even going to lie to you. I can't remember the reason because it pissed me off so bad. Mm-hmm. And you know, you don't have to live with your girlfriend. Understandable. You guys can still date and not live together. I was thinking that too. <laughs> and because honestly, like it sounds like this arrangement isn't working right now, and it sounds like she's not really meeting you halfway at the things that you need. So it might be time for you to get your space so that you don't have to worry about taking care of yourself and someone else in the house. And maybe that's the best, the only way for her to realize that she's got to own up to her responsibilities as well. Sometimes people don't take things seriously because you can complain all you want, but you're still living there with her doing those things. Right. And sometimes you do have to take that drastic move of, I still love you, but I just don't want to live like this. I like my house to be clean. I take care of myself. I don't want to have to pick up after you as well. I at least need you to meet me halfway. And if you can't do that, then let's continue to date, but I need my own space. Basically love you from a distance. Right. And I think sometimes people need that wake-up call. Definitely. And here's the crazy thing, right? We Mm -hmm. went through this already back in August before my birthday, and I left for a whole month. We was broken up. Mm -hmm. I got all the, oh, I'm going to do better, I promise, da-da-da, all that good stuff. And now look where we're at. Right. Well, maybe it needs to be longer than a month. Right. You know, and not that y'all can't still date, but it might just be, let's take our space, clean up after yourself, cook for yourself, do what you have to do for yourself, so that when you come to the relationship, if you can't be whole within yourself, then there's no reason for you to be in a relationship if you have to rely on somebody else to handle all those responsibilities. Right. All right. Well, I think you you got to be serious. Put your foot down. Show that you mean business. I definitely will. All right. right, Good good luck, bro. Thanks, thanks, Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? This is Shan. Hey, Shan. Good morning. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing well. What's your question for you? Okay. Um, I'm trying to figure out what should I do. Like, I've been in a relationship for like three years now, and we're currently not together because I expressed to him I want to be free mm-hmm. and, you know, just focus on myself. He agrees to that, but in the same in the same breath, like, when I start mingling and getting on the phone with people, he want to be in the background, oh, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to, you know, I'm a, I want to fight you and, you know, this type of thing. And it's so embarrassing. Like, I tell him to leave my house, you know, all of these type of things, but he has nowhere to go, so I'm not going to put him on the street. But, yeah, he do, he does things like this. Shane, so, so wait, you told this guy that you're with that you want space, but he still lives with you? Yeah, because I don't want to put him out. I have a girl. Uh, girl, he will know? figure it out. He's a grown man. 
You're right. <laughs> Clearly, he don't want to leave, and that's why he's pretending he ain't got nowhere to go. He's trying to lay up under you. <sighs> and oh because you're being a softie, you let him do that. You can't tell somebody, I need space, but then have them sitting there in the background while you on the phone. Right. I just got to, yeah, I know. I got to, thank you. <laughs> I, I know mean, what I got to do. That's just ridiculous. Are you still sleeping with him? No, not at all. No, no, no. Okay, Shane, are you sure? Not at all? You know, I'm, I'm not at all. I'm positive. 100% yeah. sure. Get him out your house. You know how annoying it is to not be with somebody and have them all in your personal space? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's got to go. You're not his mom. <laughs> okay, I know what I got to do. Thank you so much. And okay. I love lip service and breakfast club. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Shane. All right, Shane. <laughs> All right, ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call Yee. Now, we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, I mean, let's talk about Janae Aiko. She actually has a song called Triggered. It's a freestyle, and you're going to love it. Okay, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. Weezy out of here. The dash of digi, the schedule of business. Howdy, it's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Janae Aiko. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Janae Aiko has put out her triggered freestyle. Now, she had posted on social media yesterday evening, one night I was so deep in my feelings, I was afraid of what I might do. I didn't want to revert to the same bad habits that have set me back time and time again. I realized that instead of running away from my emotions, I needed to sit with them, express myself, and say whatever came to mind. It was healing to say the least, and now I feel a bit more free. Hashtag triggered. Well, we do have a snippet for you of triggered. Ain't like nobody it is that you with it You know you always know what to do with it But it don't mean you without you in it Damn, I'm about to burn this bitch down Think I need to lie down Cause I'm not trying to wild out now But right now Don't know what I'm capable of Might f*** around and go crazy on cuz Might f*** around have to pay me in blood this ain't the way that you want it Might catch a case in this bitch Don't let me catch you face to face in this bitch Trying my hardest not to disrespect you After what you did, man, what you expected Wow, sounds like she's going through a tough time mm-hmm. What happened? Uh, she put out this triggered and it's very emotional. No, I know the song. I'm saying what <laughs> happened with her for her to write that song? Well, clearly she went through a breakup with Big Sean and perhaps she's still not over it. Does she still have the tattoo or did she cover it? Yeah. I thought she covered it. Mm. I thought that was the first indication that it was over. All right, well, let's talk about making history for the first time ever. Three black women have been crowned Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, and Miss America. Nice. Yes, we talked about Chesley Chris and her win on... Thursday, uh, last Thursday, so she actually helped create that historic moment because she was the last out of the three of them to win. And here's what they had to say. The first time three black women in the top pageants is winners in 2009. What does it mean? Yeah. It's, it's symbolic, I think, and it sends a message across the world, really, that you can be anything you want to be, and there doesn't have to just be one of us at a time up here. Yeah. It can be yeah. all, and I think it showcases diversity as well. So it's great to have started this in September and, and not even being aware of that, and then to have Chesley join me and Kaylee. It's just, we're going to have a great year. I'm going to drop on the clues bombs for them. Uh, one of them is from North Carolina as well. That's right. That's Chesley Chris. She's Miss USA. Yep. And, and that means that America is just uh, tore up that, that, that whack-ass blueprint they had of what beauty is. You know what I mean? It was, it was one type of woman for the longest, and it was usually blonde, skinny, 
white. So shout out to Miss Teen USA, Kaylee Garrett, and Miss America, Nia Franklin, as mm-hmm. well. All right. Looks like 50 Cent and Lala have something new coming to stars. They're working on a new series, and it's called Intercepted. It's a drama, and she's going to be actually starring and executive producing it as well. So it's based on a best-selling novel of the same name, and it's the first of a three-book series, The Playbook, inspired by the time Alexa Martin spent as an NFL wife. Drop on the clues, bones for Lala Anthony, okay? And 50. And 50 Cent, two mm-hmm. cancers. Going to be a lot of tears on that set, damn it. Yeah, should but be it's interesting. Be fire. All right, now let's discuss this, Charlemagne. The story's for you. Eight Marvel movies will be released by the end of 2022. Yeah. I think I don't know that. <laughs> well, that's why we did the story for you. Other people uh, don't know about it as well. So mm. why don't you run down those names for us? You have uh, Black <laughs> Widow. Well, first we have Spider-Man. Uh, Black Widow, baby? Spider-Man Far From Home is coming out this mm-hmm. year. Then next year you have uh, Black Widow movie. Uh, and possibly Doctor Strange 2, but then it's Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Black Panther 3. You have the Shang-Chi. What have I missed? How I many I named so far? I see the New Mutants. Nin- the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Shut I don't up, know man. what that is. Shut up. <laughs> uh, Dark Phoenix. Did you say that? Dark Phoenix comes out June. Yeah, it comes out June 7th. I don't really count that, though. That's the X-Men franchise. I am... All right, well, I just thought you'd be excited, so we mentioned ooh, it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> now, I'm excited for this. Chadwick Boseman, he's going to play African Samurai Yasuke, and that's a deal with Picture Start. So it should be pretty interesting. Uh, and Yasuke was brought to Japan as a slave, and that f- he was the first black man to set foot on Japanese soil, and he's an African samurai. So they said the legend of Yasuke is one of history's best-kept secrets, the only person of non-Asian origin to become a samurai. It's not just an action movie. That's a cultural event and exchange, and I'm excited to be part of it, according to Chadwick Boseman. Would you want to watch that? It sounds dope to me. Uh, I would watch it because it's Chadwick Boseman, and Chadwick Boseman's from South Carolina, so I support Chadwick Boseman. But you know, it's kind of hard to watch Chadwick Boseman as anything other than the Black Panther right now. Oh but that's God. the that's Stop the curse. Him- that's the curse of having such a huge role. You know what I'm saying? Like people see Chadwick Boseman, they see T'Challa, right? I don't know if that's who I see. She. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm Angela Yee, God. and that is your rumor report. He's a little too hype about these Avenger movies and stuff. I know, he just did a dance. I know, like a little shimmy. Listen, man, I just be happy about life. Life is good. You know, you happy when you heard about the new Avenger stuff coming up? I knew all of that already. Okay. I've been reading about this for months. This ain't, that ain't new news. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Avenger man. It's not new, buddy. I always see Thurgood Marshall when I see Chad with both. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Knock it off. That was a good movie, too. No, you don't. That was a good movie, too. And no, you don't, you liar. You don't. I know yes, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. That's exactly who so I mean, see. Chad no, Bowman walking in the room right now. You think Thurgood Marshall yeah. will be the child? Yes, you think of, no, you think of Wakanda. You don't think of You know what? No, you don't. That's who I think of. Liar. Uh, no. no. All right. No. Anyway, we'll revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's After Choice that, is up next. Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. Shut up, B. It's The Breakfast sure. Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. When a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, there are no winners. But it's the people in the car or truck who really, really lose. Stop. Trains can't. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now we got a shout to Valerie Jarrett for joining us this morning. Oh, uh, man. Salute to Var- Valerie Jarrett. Jar- salute to Valerie Jarrett. <laughs> Valerie Jarrett. <laughs> yes. Former senior <laughs> advisor for Barack Obama. She's got a book out now called Finding My Voice. Yes. People really enjoyed her interview. Y'all look like y'all could be uh, brother and sister. Hey, oh, yeah. Envy and Valerie Jarrett. I wouldn't say brother and sister. Brother and sister. Why not? I wouldn't say brother and sister. You're, younger, more like my mom. you're a younger, older brother. More like my mom. <laughs> more like my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look like you could be her older brother. Y'all better stop it. Shout yes. out to Valerie, uh, to Valerie Jarrett. Jarrett. Hey, salute to everybody who's been uh, 
watching my new series on the Hollywood Reporter, Emerging Hollywood, um, the episode with Trevor Noah. We got another episode dropping Thursday with someone else. I don't know if I can say who yet, but it's dropping Thursday. And I got an interview uh, actually dropping today with Schoolboy Q. Me and Schoolboy Q chopped it up, and we had a conversation about his new album, Crash Talk. So that'll be out around noon today. Okay. All yeah. right, all right. And you know, are we getting ready for Mother's Day or what? Well, I got a plug. I got my drinkfreshjuice.com, and we're doing a special Mother's Day offer. So if anybody wants to do that, I'm going to give you the password right now. Yeah, that's right. Get mama healthy. Yes, if you go to drinkfreshjuice.com and you put in the discount code FRESHMOM, all caps, then you can get a really, 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 really great discount. This is like the first time we're doing this because the company's not even two months old. But just trying to help us out for Mother's Day. Okay. All right. Well, when we come back, positive note, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Breakfast Club. Now, um, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I sure do got a positive note, ma'am. And it is Mental Health Awareness Month. So I just want to tell you today is Wednesday. Self-care is very important. Your mental health is more important than that test you got to take today. It's more important than that interview you got today. It's more important than that lunch date, that meeting, that family dinner, that grocery run, whatever it is. Don't forget to take time to take care of yourself. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?